Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Talk in the house. That's right, y'all. I'm here. You're here. 
that makes it a wonderful day. <laughs> Just say the least. All right, so what's going on? How you doing, man? Hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I did because I didn't do a thing. <laughs> All right, anyway. So on today's show, it's so box Monday, which means basically, are you pissed off about something? Is there something going on that's really getting on your nerves and you just need to tell somebody about it? Well, if that is the case, today is your day here on Let's Talk. Call me. Let me know what's bothering you because I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> to be totally honest with you, I don't have anything to talk about. But uh, y'all know I can find something if you want to talk to me. But yeah, that's that's the premise of the show today. You get to talk and I get to listen. Um, or comment, depends. But hey, whatever you want to do. I'm with you here today. All right? So that's what we're doing on the show. So uh, we got a song of the day for you. It's an old good one there by Lou Rawls called Stormy Monday. I love that song. That's a nice song. But anyway, but before we do, let me go and tell you how you can be a part of the show. If you want to call and comment or just listen to the show, all they have to do is call me, 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622, and I'll be more than happy to bring you in. Now, you don't have to um, comment or anything. You can just call the number and listen to the show. That would be fine as well. Um, Of course, there's our chat room that's open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay? And you can always shoot me an email during, before, and after the show uh, at... um, Eric, let's talk at gmail.com. Okay. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And like I said before, I do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. And um, (laughs) uh, we're going to have us some fun today. We are. We're having us some fun today. So I hope y'all ready. Y'all got something on your mind because, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Let's see. Also, no, yeah, I want to give a big shout out to my dad who turned 76 years old today. Oh, wow, 76, man, I tell you, that's a long time to be living. Yeah, so happy birthday, dad. Hope you enjoy your day. All right, so anyway, besides that, let's go on and get on with the song of the day. Then we're going to come back and start talking about whatever it is we want to talk about. Okay, so See y'all in about eight minutes. Here's Lou Rawls and Stormy Monday. Enjoy it. Day. We're going to call Stanley Terrantine out here. Tell you Wednesday's work, Thursday's all so bad. 
Well, all right. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> Some Lou Rawls and Stormy Monday. And y'all know what the day is Monday. All right. Oh, I know. I hope y'all enjoyed it like I did. Y'all caught that little jazzy beat to it. Yeah. Had me rocking a little bit like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the show. I am Mr. Talking. You're listening to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. All right. So what's got you mad today? What got you mad, man? I'll tell you. I don't know, but whatever it is, you can call in and tell us today. You know why? Because today is your day. It's Soapbox Monday. That's right. It's Soapbox Monday. So what is it you want to talk to me about? <laughs> Phone lines are open three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. But while you decide and is trying to think of something to talk about, let me talk a little bit. Okay, so yesterday was nine eleven, and you know everybody had these great uh, tributes in the sports world and things of that nature, and it's interesting because I, I sit there and I look. And one question came to mind, 15 years later, 15 years later, after one of the biggest false flag hoax in this country's history, what have we learned? What have we learned from this situation? I guess to say who has learned, because uh, some of us have learned a lot since then. Others are still walking around in the dark you know, bumping in the walls and things of that nature. And, well, that's their choice. But there's others out there that have learned a whole lot and have come to the realization that everything isn't as it seems. It's not as it seems. And that's a good thing because over the years, we've been programmed and bamboozled and Food and believing a whole lot of things that were supposed to be one way, come to find out it was something different. <laughs> and you know, you know, the interesting part about nine eleven is the more things that come out. Um, <laughs> oh, I lost the call. I guess they didn't like me talking about that. But anyway, um, you know, the interesting thing about it: the more, the more things that come out about 9-11, the more they try and um, disprove it. Mm, facts are facts. You know what I mean? But anyway, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to... Oh, Lord, I'm not going to linger on that too much. I see that's not a good subject to be talking about. Whatever. Um, yeah, you know, I... I uh, so the question was, where were you on that fateful day? Well, I'm going to tell you, I was on leave. I was I was enjoying my 30-day vacation from the military. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, well. <laughs> you know, and to me, it just didn't look right from the beginning. And, of course, later on that day, I got called and off of leave to come in and start preparing to go to where? Afghanistan. Yeah. Sure did. Which was interesting. Yeah, because I ended up going to Iraq instead. <laughs> uh, now that you think about it, that that was something kind of strange about that. They prep you, prep you, prep you for Afghanistan. We go into Afghanistan, but all of a sudden, all the energy is focused on Iraq. 
Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you think about it now, you're like, yeah, that didn't, that's not right. Something wasn't right there in the beginning. But whatever. And, you know, when you think about that and all the, the, the parade and pomp they had yesterday regarding it, um, you know, military bases, they had heightened security and things of that nature uh, because there was a possible um, threat being that it's the anniversary. Of course, 15 years since this happened, has there ever been an attack on the anniversary in the United States since then? No. I wonder why is that? <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm just talking, y'all. I'm just just giving my points of view. Now, moving right along. The NFL, you have players, you know, Colin Carpenter, he decided, you know, he wasn't going to stand for the national anthem. Now, he, you know, he's, the other night he did a, he took a knee. And now some other players in the league are taking knees. Some have put the Black Panther fist in the air for the Black Power sign and Black unity and things of that nature. And I'm sitting here looking at him like, okay, all right, which, you know, it's an interesting scenario because it seems to be the more people get involved, um, the less the effectiveness is of it. That, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say it like that. You know, it, it's becoming uh, uh, just a normal thing now, which may be good, but I think. Sometimes it, you know, it gets to be just a little bit too much, and it becomes monotonous. Is a good word, so everybody just shrugs it off, like, okay, yeah, whatever. So some of the the, the, the importance of it rubs off um, to some. Now, let me go on to say it to some. But one thing I have noticed as far as the NFL um, is going, not you haven't seen. Now I may be wrong, so you may can uh, correct me on this. But I haven't seen one um, white player um, do anything, kneel, sit. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them do anything. So it's basically a few black players that's doing it. Now, I'm sure the NFL has sent out a memo to teams saying, look, I mean, we can allow them to do it, but let's not make this uh, uh, (laughs) a big, big spectacular type of thing. That's fine. That's fine. You know, but I, I look at it like this, and, and we have the discussion about these, these sports leagues also, you know, about them being, you know, basically paid slaves, which basically they are. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do y'all think about that? Should – is the more – the more the players get involved, some players get involved. Is that taking a little bit of the the importance off of what they're trying to say or what they're trying to do? Now let's remember, this the same flag that the flag that they want you to stand up, want these players to stand up for, um, put your hand over your heart, are the same ones that blacks fought for um, in World War II, but came home and still couldn't eat in the front of a diner, you know still had to go to certain parts uh, of the city to get anything done. 
But this is the same flag that they, they you know, that you're supposed to be proud of and stand up for and say, woo. And of course, you know, the, the reaction to it, get out of our country. Well, let's be real. You brought us here. <laughs> we wasn't, we black folk wasn't trying to come to this place. <laughs> well, we weren't. Black folk wasn't trying to come to the America. White folk brought us here. But now your first thing you want to yell is get out of our country. Go, you know, whatever. If we were to leave, you'd be all on your own. And you would just go to hell. Oh, excuse me. I didn't say that. I lied better. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's all that I got to think of. I got to say. What you what you mad at? What what you want to talk about? Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. All right, phone lines are open. Talk to me, people. Talk to me. Oh, cause I'm loving this right now, Sister Ngoni, my lovely, lovely friend. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm doing all right, Mister Jackson. And how are you? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you had to stop for a minute. I ain't never called you Mister Jackson before, have I? I know, right? <laughs> uh, well, I, I just know. had a question. Uh-huh. Uh, you were saying that uh, about the flag and, you know, that uh, that was a very good point you made about World War II and how soldiers came back. I remember my dad was uh, in the military, and he was stationed in Germany. Well, he was a truck driver, and um, he said at that time they didn't allow uh, the black soldiers to even bring their families or to sleep in the, um, um, what do you call those, uh, the places where the guys, the soldiers sleep in the barracks. The barracks, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they had se- se- separate areas for the black soldiers. But anyway, my question to you is, what do you think about the information, like, for instance, from Dr. David Imhotep in his book, The First Americans Were Africans? Um, there's peer-reviewed evidence that African people have been traveling from the continent of Africa to uh, North America uh, for over 60,000 years. There's documentaries on YouTube, not only just from Dr. Imhotep, but from other um, scientists. What do you think about that? We were already here. Hmm. All of us. Not wow. all of us wasn't brought over here. Not all of us was See, that's the story they done told us, that all of us mm-hmm. came over here on the slave ships. And they made like, the land, you know, they had this uh, law of discovery where they came and this whole continent was just empty and they come up. That's a lie. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think about that? We didn't all come over on the slave ships, according to some. I would, you know, I'm not a scientist. I wouldn't know. You know, I'm glad you brought that up and I stand corrected. Um, because I do believe, I do believe that um, I've read it myself, and I do stand correct. I think I got caught up in what I was trying to say, but I do, I do believe um, it was possible. And and like you said, so much of our, our our history has been hidden or changed, or just you know thrown out to, you know, certain things just weren't taught or you know, like I was saying before earlier, you know, most some of us that have awakened. From our, our slumber of information, have realized that you know there's more out there than what um, we've been taught. So, to answer your question is, I believe it, I know it. Um, I guess what I was trying to, 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 to convey was uh, 
the 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 response that you get in a lot of cases now of go get out of our country or go wherever, you know, uh, let's remember that a lot of us was forced to come over here. In other words, not not the indigenous people that were already here. So I guess that, I thank you for that because I, I guess I need needed to clarify that a little bit. So okay, and a but lot of a lot of them was a lot of them was forced over here too. There was a lot of jails in Europe, horse thieves, or they had debt debt slavery, and they sent them over here to work off the rest of their debt to their lords and masters over there in Europe, where they needed bodies to come over here and clear off the land. Let's don't forget right. that either. No, okay. not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so whoever it is that's saying, get out of my country, well, first of all, they need to recognize that they don't have one, and number two... Uh, they ought to wake up and realize we all in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they need to read about Bacon's Rebellion. Mm. That's when when we were awake. Uh, Mm. Everybody, regardless of what color you were, and you knew you were being treated wrong, and they had a rebellion, and everybody rebelled. And so that's when they decided to lift up the Anglos and give them little positions higher than everybody, all the rest of the serfs, and then that's why we have this problem now of stratified society because they had to have a buffer between, uh, you know, those that they were putting on the bottom and, and those on the top. So now that's why you got all this confusion. And think about what they're doing to the children now as far as changing history. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They're not only, I you know, I think, can you say really use the word change or just uh, deleting? Would that be a better word, deleting yes, now? That, yes, that yes, deleting and distorting. If we yes, ever had, yes. do, do we even know the truth about history, any of it? That's a good question, too. <laughs> yeah, that's an outstanding question. Uh, well... Not really. We can only go by um ah, man. Woo. You know, and I think we, me and you had discussed discussion before, you know, there are no um original thoughts. So with that being said, I guess one thing we could do is um continue to build on thoughts that have been um put out already and to clarify them to to hopefully Lead us in in uh, the a, a a path to where the truth or the truth comes out. Now the question is, who determines what is true and what is not? Well, those who you control the those who control the printing presses and all the resources and and control all the universities and tell the professors what they're allowed to talk about and what they're not allowed to talk about. I guess that's who determines uh-huh. what reality is. I guess. Oh, interesting. All right. <laughs> so, tell me, what do you think um, about this 9-11 thing? What have we learned since 15 years from ago? What have we learned? Well, uh, personally, um, I took a little bit of time to listen to some very good uh, writers uh, and, you know, different researchers about 9 and I've seen enough evidence to convince me that it was definitely uh, either allowed to happen or, uh, you know, uh, some say that was the biggest 
bank heist in history uh, because a lot of the documents that stored in the World Trade Center, uh, you know, uh, bonds and so forth, the debt that's owed to other countries were destroyed, and they say there was gold uh, in the basement that was removed, and it was obvious that it was a, a implosion or a demolition, you know what I'm saying? And we know there wasn't no uh, all those Arabs. Uh, a lot of them came up alive and said, hey, we ain't dead, so they weren't on the airplane. So it was all a bunch of, uh, I think it was uh, what you call a false flag. Not that nobody didn't die, but, I mean, it was kind of orchestrated. You know? Just like uh, the uh, attack on Pearl Harbor uh, has come out in documentaries and research and books. Uh, that FDR knew about that, too, and had been warned ahead of time. You know, they had, uh, have evidence that the other countries had warned the United States uh, of an impending uh, attack. So either it was allowed to happen or, uh, uh, you know, uh, or they had were, you know, uh, I would say could be implicated in making it happen or whatever. But what I've learned, I've learned that our whole life has been changed since 911. Uh, and I think that the reason they wanted that to happen was so that they could, you know, push forward with their security, police state, and, you know, bring in a more controlled society. That's what I've learned. How about you? Hmm. Those are some great points. Those are some great points. You know, I, I, I think it was a combination of a couple of things. Uh, the the main objective was to get back over into the Middle East and um, gain control of, of the resources that were there under the guise of let's go over here and liberate these countries. Now, remember when I first came on the air, I said when it first jumped off, the main talk at the time was let's go to Afghanistan. You know, we're going to Afghanistan. We're going after bin Laden. But after the attack and um, after a couple of, you know, false narratives that were presented at, during that time, it changed to let's go into Iraq. Let's go and get Saddam. You know, so uh, Iraq all of a sudden became state-sponsored terrorism. Hmm. Um then you, you you back all the way up and, and you look at it today and we're still and I'm going to use the word occupying these countries. Now it, it's um, very low key and the most of most of America thinks that we no longer have troops over there except for the, the few thousand that have been sent back but that is not a true statement because we do have soldiers over there um that rotates over there on a constant basis. And there are um, places over there that are set up just in case. Um, as far as, and I got so deep in what I was thinking, I was talking, saying, I forgot what I was thinking now because I wanted to go somewhere else. <laughs> well, yeah, while you re- yeah, oh, all the time. While you're recouping your thoughts, let me remind you uh-huh. that retired General Wesley Clark already let the cat out of the bag that they had planned 10 years before they attacked Iraq to occupy and take over seven countries in the Middle East. Remember that? Yes, 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 yes. I'm glad you... you, 
glad you said that. Go ahead and finish, though. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, so as far as the narrative that you were sharing with us about how, it, you know, what they put out, first of all, what they put out to us is propaganda. So the Correct. narrative that you were recounting was obviously, in hindsight, propaganda to whip the people up. You know, you had um, old McCain talking about bomb, 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 bomb Iran. And, you know, the, the whole Middle East thing was just, uh, you know, they have something they call RP2, right to an R2P, right to protect. Well, is it right to protect humanitarian actions or is it imperialism? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And if you add the recent narrative of the the, the um, Congress passing the bill that would allow the families of, of the victims of 9-11 to sue the government of Saudi Arabia, yeah, all of a sudden Saudi Arabia is the reason for, you know, um, supported the terrorists. Huh. Interesting when, uh, you know, for the longest, Saudi Arabia and the United States have been thick as thieves, thick as thieves. So that goes to show how quick um, things can change or how, one country will turn on another. You know, Ms. Smith will turn on you in a heartbeat. We know this from Gaddafi, what has happened to Gaddafi, Saddam, and, and a couple of other the, 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 um, rulers over in, in, in the uh, Middle East. So it's, it's well, an interesting aspect. I'm sorry, well, go ahead. I beg, I beg to differ with you. you. When you make the statement that uh, Saudi Arabia was thick as thieves with the United States, no, Great Britain set up the House of Saud. Uh, and they're all, they always have been their little patsies and functionaries uh, to control. Uh, that was a strategic uh, place for them to uh, use to control the other nations in the uh, Middle East, so-called. Um, and uh, so to me, uh, when you say nations will turn on you, no, let's get back to the word imperialism. There ain't no – if you, you know, when you say nations will turn on you, well, they, they – I understand the CIA trained Saddam Hussein because they used him when they were uh, having the war with Russia in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And we know the reason right. why they went to Afghanistan has nothing to do with protecting anybody. It has to do with protecting them poppy fields, okay? That's right. I agree. And they said the yep. Taliban had that, that uh, poppy uh, industry down almost to nothing until the United States went back over there. Now it's back up to 90%. And we know the Bush family is the ones that are the dope runners. There's a book called Dope Inc. written by uh, Lyndon LaRouche uh, group that mm -hmm. documents documents how, you know, the drug trades around the world is what finances all these, uh, uh, you know, uh, deep state operations. Yeah, deep state behind okay. the, yeah, behind the scenes operations. So anybody out there who thinks that, you know, they're going to go cast their little boat and they, and they got something to say about what's going to happen in the world is just fooling themselves and wasting their gasoline as far as I'm concerned. I'm finished. <laughs> great points, great points. All right, let me bring this next caller in. I like that. Yeah, you oh. made some great points there. All, All right. right. I'm gone. No, you're not. You're staying right here. Triple one, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? But it's just an honor and a blessing that we all get to meet and gather two shows in a row after such a long absence on my part. You know you guys got a little bit off topic. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, did I? Well, There's you guys no did. 
I thought the topic was things that you're angry about. Well, yeah, we're angry about that. What are you angry about today, Mr. Beasley? I'm not angry about too much. I had to think for a while what I was angry about, and then I finally located something. (laughs) I'm angry as hell about buying shit. Can I say shit? Things, items, about Mm -hmm. buying things online and then having difficulties. I purchased an iPad through T-Mobile, and they delivered it, and I didn't like the way it worked. I guess I'm used to a desktop computer, and where I'm Mm -hmm. located, the Wi-Fi wasn't working that well with it. So I returned it within the correct amount of time. And then when I call to check up on the status of it, I see that it was delivered uh, to them, I get the runaround. I'm talking to people in Malaysia and Sumatra and New Guinea and, and, and all over the place. I'm mad about that, too. I like to speak with people, you know, call me the ugly American, whatever you want to call it, but I like to be able to understand the people that I speak with and them understand me. And I think we all have these difficulties when we're seeking some type of service and they switch us to somebody in another country like the Philippines or Vietnam or wherever the heck they're putting me, you know. But um, mm-hmm. I, I go through the runaround, and you're also taking my precious time. And I have, you know, I've got anger management issues. You know, I, I will go off on you if, you know, if it if if I feel warranted. And well, I go through all of this. Spend 45 minutes on the phone, two different days in a row, trying to find out, you know, when do I get my refund? Because right. my understanding would be 10 business days. <laughs> I finally got someone on the phone. Okay that told me, and after going through all these phone numbers, that told me I won't get a refund until 60 days. That thing was returned in July, right? So we've got August. I mean, it's a good thing I don't need this money to eat or to pay my power bill or something or something, you know, vital. But uh, I'm upset about that. And then I've had it happen again. So I purchased a computer through Amazon, a refurbished computer. Someone said, don't get a refurbished computer. I said, well, I've had good success with buying refurbished things. It's To, to me, it's mm-hmm. like kind of fine-tuned, you know, and it has a warranty. Right. And you've got all the protections mm-hmm. of, a, you know, of buying a new device, you know, probably at half the price. I got a very good deal, cute little, uh, right. Dell, cute little Dell hookup, very inexpensive. After about six weeks while well, I'm in the middle of doing something pretty important, it just went blink. <laughs> I pressed the button, do the chords. <laughs> do the cords, troubleshoot, call the cable company, go through all the things that you want to go through. It's just broken. So good thing I good thing good thing I collect boxes. You know, I for some reason I like to keep the box of things that I buy. Just I don't know why. It's just I do too. It's just something I it's just something I've been doing for years, you know? Right, right. Well I happen to have kept the box, so I take the box and I wrap it up, and then I have to go through everything of getting the right shipping label, you know, and I get frustrated mm. with that, too. And mm-hmm. my, my printer's out of ink, and I don't use the printer that much, so I have to use the printer and pay for it um, at the um, at the UPS place. Man, right. that computer costs, I think, with shipping, that computer costs about $245. I got a good deal on it. Well, what, what I thought was a good deal if it worked. In fact, I was really happy until it went blank. And then, you know, in order to send it back, it costs forty four dollars. How much? Forty four dollars. And that's the cheapest way. And that's UPS wow. ground. 
So I'm very upset uh, about that because you lose. So I just decided when it comes to buying electronic, and I like shopping online. I got all kinds of stuff. You know, I got packages coming. It's fun. You know, it's like right. Christmas to me. It's like it's like Christmas. You know, like look what mm-hmm. I got. And it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's shoes or underwear. I just do it. Sometimes I'm up in the middle of the night and I'm shopping for things. <laughs> I like I like I like leaving the things in the cart and acting like I'm right about to check out, fill everything out, except don't give them the credit card information along my email address, and they'll be sending me little emails. Hey, hey BZ, right. you know you got you got you got eleven hundred dollars worth of stuff here, you know. And by that time. Yeah. I get all the kick out of shopping, but I wait. Because I was like, do I need this stuff? And then a day or two later, I'm like, I don't even want this crap. What was I thinking about? It looked right, nice at the right. time, but I don't want it. But they keep sending me emails. Hey, Beasley, uh, you know we got this stuff over here in the cart. We're going to take 10% off. You can give us the money right now. Pay for it now. Pay for it now. You buy now. Yeah, yeah so I'm just mad about <laughs> onla- online shopping. Man, you you really have to be careful when it comes to online shopping, and especially when it comes to computers. Um, you said it just went blank, though. That that is, that is interesting. Um, I I don't know what it is. What was it? A, a name brand model? Dell totally refurbished. Dell. Uh, Dell yeah, dual, yeah. dual core, dual core. Um, really? I would hard drive, it. and uh, um, you know, most importantly, you know, a lot of computers are more than processor driven. You know, you need RAM. In order to run right. different applications and do things and move through it, right. had eight had mm-hmm. eight gigs of RAM, but it ain't worth a damn. Eight well, Mr. Beasley, welcome to Good the afternoon. global economy. How are you today? I'm, I'm spectacular, but I'm improving. And yourself? I'm okay, but I Let's wanted to welcome here. you to the global economy. We might as well get used to it. Oh, as far as speaking to service representatives in ta- in Taipan. And as far as buying products that don't work and uh, having trouble returning them and all that kind of stuff. And have you noticed – go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was going to ask a question. Have you noticed uh, this business about arbitration? Everything they want – like I purchased um, uh, an external hard drive, and Mm -hmm. uh, it worked fine. And then I kept getting this little window popping up saying that – uh, up, updates were available, and so I went to check to see what it was all about. But they want you to do a contract with them about arbitration. I noticed all the products, like I just purchased a Thermo Pure uh, air purifier today, and the, in the warranty area, it had this whole write-up about arbitration. So, so you know, in other words, you don't you're agreeing. That if anything goes wrong, well, you just screwed. I guess that's what arbitration's all about, um, right? I, you know what? And T-Mobile, you know who reads all the fine print to anything? I don't. Well, I don't read it on everything, but I've been noticing this arbitration. I'm starting no, if to you, be a little bit more careful because of these kind of things. Um, I didn't take the about, update. How, how about just get up, get out the house, go to Best Buy, go to Fry's? Go to some place where you can walk in and see people and talk to them and bring it right back if there's a problem. Oh, I you know, do. I don't shop online. That that's you um, shopping online. No, this is something I bought home today. That I, that uh, and this other product that I was telling you about was a hard drive that I purchased at Best Buy and put it in on my computer. And, and about a month or two later, then it comes telling you here they want you to uh, agree, make an agreement with them about arbitration in order for you to get the updates. So I, I don't update it. I don't know what's going to happen. I probably, you know. Yeah, it's um, 
It's, yeah, uh, I wouldn't update either. Not with no, not I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not agreeing to no arbitration. I, I even got a letter from my bank and said you have 30 days to respond uh, agreement for arbitration. And I sat down and wrote a handwritten letter and sent it back to them certified saying no, no arbitration. They're not used to getting that. <laughs> not People at all. People don't do that no more. I sure what did else it. am I angry about? I'm angry about the Asian people that I play poker with. Not all of them, but some of them. Uh huh. Because they're nasty. Because they're oh, nasty. No. They're nasty, and we're playing for money, and the stakes, you know, can get, you know, enough where it can either really help your lifestyle for a while, or it can put a cramp in you. So it's not playing for chump chains. It's playing for some money. Right. And. Uh-huh. uh some of them don't like to lose. I don't like to lose either, but you're not going to see me sweat. I'm going to act like it's a joke, you know? And I understand mm-hmm. the game. Sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose, and, you know, you can win most of the time if you just get up and walk away. So we had a situation the other day um, where I went a pot, and I was very humble. I was like, because I wasn't supposed to win it, and I won it on a fluke, right? And the guy said something smart to me. And I said, thank you for your opinion, sir. And then he says something else. I said, you know, I appreciate your opinion, but well, let's move on to the next hand. And the calmer I got, it seemed like the angrier he got. So he made a very off-color comment, you know, concerning race. You know, it was mm-hmm. slick. It was slick. It was real slick. But I caught it, and I was like, you know, I don't react to that stuff, but I just sit in my mind. I'm like, I'm going to get you. And if you guys know anything about me, I got a mean streak in me like a mile long that I try to control. So um, as we're playing, my luck picks up. But anyway, I'm taking down more than my share of pots, and I'm winning. So I'm feeling kind of happy. So uh, as I'm, as I'm, the guy's growling at me, right? So what I start doing is this. I didn't remember the race comment. Have you ever seen those movies, like those karate movies, where it's done in Chinese, but they, they speak in English? And their lips don't move in in conjunction, you know. Their lips don't move at the same time as the as the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm talking about, Sister Goni? No, I'm not familiar. You know they got a movie. They have a movie because you don't watch these silly movies. Uh, they'll have a movie and they'll be talking in Chinese, but it'll, it'll it. The the movie was made in Chinese, but they'll dub it in English. But they can't dub it properly. They don't dub it right with the English. They're talking, at any rate, so what I started doing was this. I started saying, I am a superior player to you, and I will defeat you and your entire army. And then after I say that, I start moving my lips like I'm talking, but no words are coming out. <laughs> like the movie does. Mm-hmm. So I do that for about 45 minutes. He jumps up and says, he's lacist, he's lacist, he's lacist, <laughs> having a fit. So, you know, the troll in me just starts laughing on the inside. I'm like, he's lacist. He's lacist. So they calm him down, and they ask me not to do that anymore. And I said, I promise I won't do it anymore. So, you know, I keep doing it. And uh, it, it got a little uh, it got a little static, and I don't, I don't really care for that guy too much. So it got nasty, and I said, you know what, I'm going to leave. And I just told him to go take his ass back to Africa. Then he really got mad. We all come from Africa originally, don't we? Hey, that's yeah. what the new foundings are saying. No, I'm saying that's what new foundings are saying. Yeah, I said, yeah, I right. said, 
you need you need to take your ass back to Africa. You know the nerve of them, some of these people. You know, really, to insult black people uh-huh. as if as if we don't have a righteous claim to America and being Americans, if that's what we choose or that's how we choose to identify ourselves. I got a passport. You know, I'm born here. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't, and the nerve of them to think that somehow that they're better than black Americans, it burns me up. Uh, they they learn those things when they come through immigration, Mr. Beasley. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they he learned a little bit more that day because he lost his cool. He blew it. He's lacist. He's lacist. I said I am not lacist. Shame <laughs> on you. How dare you call me lacist? That's funny. So they, well, they calmed it down. Then I'll wrap up with this. So he's angry, and we call that being on tilt. You know, you on tilt. You just ready to. It's a it's a very frustrating game anyway. Because uh, you, you have to be patient And when you get angry it's hard to be patient So every time I would better do something He would say I lays I lays And I throw my hand away And I throw my hand away Well finally I got a good hand And he said I lays I said I lee lays He said I lee lays I said I lee lays And he said he laces I said there's no such word as laces What are you talking about Because you know some of them can't get the L's and the R's wrong Right you guys aren't getting this. No, I'm, I'm following you. Right. At any rate, yeah, that's, so that's the only that, that. Other than that, everything's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. No, I, I'm Am, thinking because I ahead. understand the conversation you're talking about right now. I understand that. Cause, yeah. yeah. I lace. I lay lace. He's racist. Quick to call somebody else racist when he brings the whole race thing into it, you know? <laughs> well, hey. That that goes to show, it's just not. Hey, it's it's national. It's, it's nation national. National. Well, hell, I know what I want to say. say it now. Well, go ahead, Sister Goni. Mister, Mister Talk. That racism, in my view, is a ideological construct created to keep us looking at something that's uh, on a level that. Uh, compared to what's really going on, which is imperialism and colonialism and parasitic capitalism. See, they don't want us to talk about that. They want us to talk about lacism. Hmm. And see, Hmm. when you talk about lacism, that's got something to do with somebody not liking you because they don't like the color of your skin or whatever. Well, who cares? And nobody can regulate that. You can't take what's in somebody's heart and make them. Who cares whether they like you or not? See, they want us to talk about that on that level. They don't want us to talk about imperialism, colonialism, and how they control the whole world by sucking on other people's resources and sucking on your energy where you got to work all your life to just keep a roof over your head. Not to say that you're supposed to lay down and do nothing, but it, they control and dominate the surplus energy that your life creates, and they get all the profit. And you get the crumbs just to, you know, just to keep things going. Most people. Now, there's some uh, highly, uh, uh, you know, good, big achievers uh, that know how to work the corporate game and know how to do business and entrepreneurship that can do very well, and that's wonderful. I, I don't have anything against that. I'm talking about the majority of workers. I'm not talking about the exceptional Right. Ones. You know, I'm one of those people that's able to work independently because I've learned, you know, skills over the years, mm-hmm. and I'm able to apply them. But I'm still the little man on the total pool in the big picture in what I do, in what I do you know, and mm-hmm. I realize that. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times I have to take some disrespect and 
I don't get phone calls returned right away. A lot of times I get good service, but, you know, there's other people that are doing bigger business, so I don't take it personal, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're talking about my, you know, order and what I'm doing and what the other guy is doing, and it's ten times as much, you got to do what's most important. So I just tell them, I said, you know, uh, I'm a small operator, but I operate, and, and my check's good, and I operate with integrity. So, you know, after a while, mm-hmm. you know, you after a while, you just deal with the people that want to deal with you right. You know, and the ones that don't want to deal with you right, you just got to just move on and go someplace else. Yeah, T-Mobile is really screwed up, man. And I've been using their phone service for over eight, not, for 10 years. And uh, I still haven't gotten my return yet. And then now that I looked into the reading of the, of the, of the whatever, the disclosures and everything, not only can they take 60 days, but they can charge me a restocking fee. So I guess I'm just going to have to... T- I'm just going to have to take the L on this one, whatever they decide to do. If they decide to give me my money back, what do I do if they don't give me my money back? I'm, I'm going to sue up. them. Uh, you, look how them. much money it would take you to sue them. It would take more money for That's you to sue That's what I'm talking about. It's not practical, and it's not practical for my time and anything like that. So, you know, whatever. I'll just wait. So I'm not buying any more electronic stuff like that online. I'm going to go ahead and walk in the store. Yeah. That's the lesson, that's the lesson that I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, that, so I got a nice true. new uh, Lenovo, which apparently is a better name. Someone tells me it's it's, it's IBM, uh, and it's brand no, new. No, no, that's that's what I use, Lenovo. Yeah, no, I was told that Lenovo is is better than most. It's IBM, and uh, yeah. I got it on sale, and then uh, mm-hmm. I got I got it on sale, and you know the service was good, and I walk out and it's and it's working just fine, and you know just like what you always know, you get what you pay for. No, not always. Well, what I'm what I meant by that is that here it is. I try to buy a $225 computer, you know, that's been refurbished online through Amazon, and I have difficulties with it. And no, who's to say this one won't go on the dang blink? I've had it for three days. Let me just stop talking. Grandmother said, well, "Don't do it." I think I know what you were trying to say. In other words, you know, you. Uh, if you go for quality or you know whatever, then you right. have you a, better a better, you got a better chance, chance of, of having a better result. Yeah. Right, but but that yeah, there there but are that's times. Not of, always, there's no absolutes it, in life with anything. Exactly, that's there's right. There's no absolute. There's always an exception. So yeah. Now now I want to ask a question. You're a businessman. What and and I want Eric's opinion too. Uh, what is it? Do you think uh, these people that these corporations and uh, profiteers were thinking about when they killed the golden egg, uh, when killed the golden goose that laid the golden egg, and you know they turned America into a consumer society back in the 70s when they stopped giving people raises, the workers, and then they shipped all the jobs overseas, and uh, and now the people you know are not able to be the kind of consumers that they were accustomed to be 30 years ago. So what do you, do you, I mean, the people that are running things aren't stupid, uh, in my view. So what do you think the plan is? What do you think the big plan is? Uh, well, they don't care. They don't have any national loyalty. They're, they're, the, the corporation is about a profit at the end of the nah, day. I, yeah, I, I'm aware of that. I said, what do you think All the right, plan well, so is? The, what, um, you know, I know you have your thoughts, and I believe, and, and I agree with most of what you say. I just say things to challenge it because that's just how I think, you know. I, and, to, to, and and I don't do that to uh, really put some – some people say some ridiculous stuff. Like you had a guy on your show one time that talked about the people on Mars, and I said, I don't think there's people on Mars. You know, that kind of invalidates a lot of the other things that you say. 
even if they were true. What do I think the plan is? Oh, man, they, they, they want us under their thumb, under control, where you can't move, you know, where you can't move without them knowing everything you do. In order to use some little application on this computer to look at a picture, because it wouldn't open up by itself, I had to use some little thing with a butterfly. I forget the name of the application that pops up right away. I don't ask for it. It pops up right away. I've never heard of it. I have to allow them access to my emails, my contacts. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous. You know, like, go ahead and get naked if you want to open this picture. Get naked, bend over, spread your cheeks, and cough uh, in order to look at this picture. They want complete control. They don't have any concern about America and Americans uh, and people's standard of living. And what's sad is is that you have people that are benefiting. And the people that are benefiting, uh, you know, people that are, have stock, large stock positions, uh, that own real estate, you know, they're not hurting at all. They're, they're doing well. Those things are way up, and I think it's going to crash again, personally. But um, that they don't realize they're part of this larger society and that when you squeeze the middle and you squeeze the bottom, it creates all types of societal problems that they have to deal with. Yeah. You know, let, her, let, 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 her, let everybody get some of the pie. You know, that would spread be nice. it around like peanut butter, and when and when American corporations, when they kind of thought like that, when they kind of thought like that, the, the society was better off, you know, financially and economically, and it causes a hell of a whole lot stress and problems. That's just my thoughts. And as far as the '70s being a consumer, I think America was always built on consumerism. They were always selling something to you. It was always about consumption. It was always well, what about I meant. People what what I meant when I said in the 70s uh, we became a consumer cons a consumer society was because they stopped increasing workers pay and they put people on credit cards and we and then they started shipping the jobs out so what I meant by consumer society is we stopped producing as much as the country used to produce and now everything's imported we don't hardly make uh, anything Goes back. It goes back to economics. You know, they they, they found a, they found cheap labor source, and they yeah. And that's it, why I asked the question: what was what was the bigger plan? Because they're not stupid. So, and I know what you're saying is correct. That you know they're not concerned about the average Joe Blow person worker. I understand that. I mean, we're just a uh, uh, human resource to them. We're just you know used uh, to build up. Uh, well, look at all the workers that you were used to build up these corporations, and then they just fly off to, to go. Uh, you're one. You're, you're one. You're, you're one of them. You doggone right I am. I worked for 35 right. years. That's a long time. Yeah. Um. And I don't know what exactly you did, but it's unfortunate, you know that. There aren't people that can, it might not be the best life, but it's a life. You know, I'm sure you kept your lights on and you ate. You might have worked your ass off, but, you know, that's the way that it is. Those type of jobs, you know, manufacturing jobs just aren't available. They're not there. Well, I know. I mean, when I retired, they took told us that uh, we were the last of the Mohegans. But, see, that's not where I'm coming from. I, I'm I'm asking the question from, from a from a. Uh, Global kind of. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what their plans are, but I can tell you it's not good. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know no, exactly that's... what they're going to do and exactly what's going to happen, but it's not good. Michael well, Jackson a... said. It. Michael Jackson said they don't really give a damn about us. That's true. Yes, and I'm going to challenge you now, Mr. Beasley, if I may, Mr. Talk. Yes, go ahead, Mr. I'm in a good mood. Well, you you mentioned uh, somebody that I had on my show that was talking about people on Mars. That was uh, Alfred Webry. Uh, he's an author of a book called The Omniverse. Uh, and now I'm not saying just because he wrote a book that means there's people on Mars. But there are several other scientists and others that, that have, uh, you know, uh, written books and, uh, you know, uh, Given documentaries to show that there's probably life beyond the Earth. Do you think, Mr. Beasley, that we're the only uh, life in the universe? Oh, of course not. Oh, okay. And and uh, do, you, do you think it's impossible? You know, some ancient records show that at one time Earth and Mars were sister sister planets. In other words, that they travel back and forth between Mars and Earth, uh, and that they are have people on the moon now on the dark side of the moon. And they have colonies up there. And would you think they have all the space stations and trillions of dollars that they put in the secret space program? You think they don't have? They're mining. Uh, what are those uh, asteroids? They're actually mining minerals off of asteroids now. I believe they're working towards that. I don't think they've accomplished it yet. Really? I think That's whatever what I they let us know about. And they've already been doing it for 25 to 50 years. Once even we get an inkling of the, about it, that they've already been doing it. That's what I think anyway. So I think that they would have to have too many people to participate to make that happen in order to keep it a secret. Well, it's not a secret. It's just not, we're just not privy to, it's just not, you know, the government doesn't just make it available for us. You don't think there's a secret space program? No, I believe all that. Of course there are. There's all kinds of secrets. There's all oh, okay. kinds of things that are done in secrets. And man has actively, you know, been ever since I was a kid, you know. I remember, you know, it used to be a big thing in school. we sit around and watch the Apollo stuff go off. I remember we watched the Apollo stuff go off in 1967 and them guys killed, and, they, and those guys got killed. They burned up right there on the, right there on the whatever, the platform that was going off. No, I believe we're headed or they are are headed that direction. I just don't think they've accomplished it yet, and I don't think they'd be able to keep that a secret because it would take it would take hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of people, you know, for the preparation to get there. And I don't think it would be able to be. I don't think it would keep. They would be kept a secret. In fact, I think that would they would be proud to prove this accomplishment. Mm. So much, so, so much so to justify the expenditures. But do I believe that they're aliens? Yes. Yes. Do you believe um, they walk among you? Uh, that's possible. I've read Jim Morris. I've read Jim Morris. He makes a more plausible argument than David Icke. David Icke comes right away and just says, we're reptiles. They're reptiles. Then he yeah, goes but backwards. Yeah, they take that out of context from David Icke because he's, he's you know, they, they've done, well, never mind. I ain't going to go there. Yeah, they, they kind of twisted. They kind of, I think, in my personal opinion, they they really twisted what David Icke was coming, where he was coming from, out of I, I've, context. I've read, because I've he was read, talking about the him. way the brain. I have his book too, uh, but but see, it's a matter of perception. So I just leave it at that. We don't. We're not. You know, this is all. We don't. I don't know. 
for sure. You don't know for sure. We just, you know, we believe what we believe, and you're entitled to believe what you want, and I'm entitled to believe what I want. Well, it's not a belief. I said that's why I use the word perception. Because I'm not saying I believe anything, because to me that's like to lock yourself into an idea, and I don't like to do I like to keep my mind open to possibilities. But So I say, you know, you read the book, I read his book, and we, just because we both read the same thing don't mean we're going to come out with the same perception of what you, you he's know, talking you know, about. You know who's easier for me to read when it comes to, um, for lack of a better term, conspiratorial stuff? Read Jim Mars, Jim, M-A-R-R-S. In fact, one of the best books that I've read on secret societies is called Ruled by Secrecy. Mm, I think he, I have that book. Excellent book. Excellent book. Yes. Excellent. And and it's it's not hard to read and uh and he explains things and then towards the end he talks about, you know, reptil rep, reptilian blood and the strong possibility of, you know, travelers coming here and you know, intermingling and inter and interpopulating and we know uh for a fact that the the royals in England that they practice astrotheology, and mm-hmm. that there are sacrifices and things made to the queen, and mm-hmm. that you know the 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 what is it the ascension of Venus or something of Venus, mm-hmm. um, we know that they operate that way. We know that that that's what they use, and we also understand that a lot of the Bible is based on astrotheology, um, mm. and part of the stories that are told, some of the myths that are told to explain things. Well, I mean, if if you really think about it, you can go all the way back to the um drawings in um during the you know, from the Egyptians and things of, of the different shapes of heads and things like that. You it's know. all related. You know what yeah. I don't think we pay enough attention to? Um and I don't know if you believe in evolution or not. There's a big discussion going on in the so called black conscious community online about it, but it took hundreds and thousands of years for Man to evolve into what he is Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years That means there were generations of people You know Living in caves or whatever Or some other form You know Really really primitive It took a long 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 time Right And we try And we don't think of it in turn And a lot of people have their religious things Where they're caught up and think the earth is five six thousand years old And you know It just doesn't fit Hmm I agree. But, uh, what is that? Can you hear some talking in the background, Mr. Talk? That's my television. I don't know where the remote control oh. is. Okay. I always <laughs> lose the remote control. That's one of the, that's one of the that's another thing I'm mad about. I wish I had a button to find the find the remote control like I could find my cordless phone. <laughs> I'm really upset with this cuz I'm going to get it for, in fact I just get up and turn the thing off. <laughs> that worked back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I can't, man, that thing And then when I find it, I'm happy And then I mm. lose it again Whatever, wherever yeah. it is, I just turn the TV off It ain't making me no smarter I don't even know why I turn cable TV back on I hate them people <laughs> I'm mad about them I hate the cable company But I'm dependent on them They've got the, you know, between the internet and the phone services The, the, the best service And I saw what I was paying for those two things and it was maybe sixty dollars mm-hmm. more to add TV with the channels, and I do like to watch mm-hmm. TV. I like, I like sports. I watch TV. You know, I'm tired yeah, of the political that's... stuff. I tell you that. I'm angry at the political stuff, and I was so into it. You know, I was thrilled <laughs> by the Donald Trump show, mm-hmm. and um, I'm thrilled. I'm really 
the people that I do business with, man, they are all to the right for the most part, clients and vendors. And, you know, I understand who Hillary is, but I don't know why they hate her as much as they do and why they think that this idiot is going to be the savior. Well, <laughs> and on top oh, of that, you got a lot of black folks that are so anti-Hillary. They're talking about voting for this idiot. This dude is an idiot. Well, Hitler, uh, Hillary is a witch, as far as I'm concerned. Remember, she said, you know, <laughs> we came, we saw, he died. <laughs> She's an mm. evil, evil person. Very evil. And he isn't. Oh, listen, I don't right. go for either one of it. I don't think it's, I think it's all a script, it's all a show, and whoever they de- decide is going to be in the Oval Office has already been selected. I don't even concern myself with any of that mess because, like I said, you heard me say it many times before, first of all, you don't have a country. This is a corporation, and so it don't really make no difference because mm-hmm. once you cast your little vote, uh, ride, what's it, die bold is going to count some of them, and so they'll flip it the way they want to go. And, you know, I heard somebody explain this thing. They say you go to the polls to cast your vote because they're taking a poll. It's the electoral votes that decide who the president's going to be, not right. the... Right, So what difference does it make? I don't pay attention to that crap. No, yeah, because, you know, it's supposed to work. Whoever get the majority of the state is who's supposed to electoral representative is supposed to vote for. But we know but, they're not obligated to do that. And also, we know they like Florida. But but they generally do. Remember? But they they the the electoral colleges generally votes for uh, who the state uh, voted for generally. And uh, and Florida was a real test. And uh, you know, there's something rotten in the cotton there. I remember all that. You know, (laughs) well, yeah, it was all right. His brother. Was the governor at the time, which really yeah. it had to, yeah. it had to go it had to go oh, to the Supreme yeah. Court and look who they picked. And I of think course. it's ridiculous the fact that you had Bill Clinton the, was the president, who we know is in the back pocket of the Bushes, uh, the Bush regime or whatever you want to call it. They're empire. all together. They, they exactly. get along too and, good to be to be enemies. And right. the fact that now that you've got another Clinton running for president. I mean, gosh, what do they have to do to us uh, to make us wake up and understand this is like you, we think we have a, uh, a fair electoral process? This is That's like a, a a royal family up there walking on the red carpet, okay? Two, two, They're two all royal, related. Two, two royal families, you're right. Yeah. Two royal you know, yeah. families. Bush was cousins. You know that, right? Well, they're all related by bloodlines. I know. All the even, Even Obama, Obama. he's a, he's a yeah. cousin to Dick Cheney. That's right. Right, not not on his Kenyan side. That's right. Well, if that, I think that Kenyan story was kind of a, a little made-up story, don't you? That his father was from Kenya. Yes. Or that he was born in Kenya. I, you know, Both. I don't know for I don't know for a fact. I guess that <laughs> I, that's his father. I mean, I wasn't there. I, I didn't watch it go down. But I, I believe I believe that's his father. You know. I don't discount anything because anything's possible, but people can make up some stuff, you know, to be making yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. And it ha- and it has to, in my mind, it has to go through scrutiny. And people are too quick to believe, and that's one of the difficulties that I've had with you in the past. And going, it just seems like you're 
you don't you don't seem to spend a lot of time debunking. And I know you're super knowledgeable, and you can recite stuff. And I've heard you, and you know it's really amazing that you've been able to gather all this information and be able to regurgitate it. But not all of this stuff is true. I know that, Mr. Beasley, and see what you are misrepresenting is when you say the word belief, because I don't use the word belief too often. I try to very much be aware of that because I try to keep my mind open. I explore a lot of things, but I haven't set up and argued with anybody that, oh, well, yes, it is. You know, yes, there's people on Mars. Da, 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 well, da. No, well, I just have my mind open I, to the possibilities of a lot of different I, things. I, that's I, all. I, use, I use that word because when you speak on the things that you speak on, you say it with some conviction on your voice. You're well, not, that's you're what not, your perception is, see? Well, no, you're not using conditionals like this is possible, this is, could be. Some people say you're, you're speaking as a matter of fact. but Well, when it comes to geopolitics, can, yes, I do. I'm guilty. When it comes to whether there's people on cars or something like that, I'll leave, the, I'll leave it open. I say that all the time. I'll leave that question open, whether there's aliens or ETs or all that kind of stuff. But, no, I, I, that's just your perception. I'm sorry. You know, but thank you very much for your polite words. But no, I'm I'm not a oh, you, uh, what do you call it a, a diehard in the wool on any of these topics. I just like to explore and keep my mind open about the possibility. I'm trying to figure out what in the hell this life is all about. Who the hell am I? And why is my why am I here? Excuse the word H, uh, Mister uh, Talk. Why the heck am I here? Yes, I thank you for cleaning that up. There you go. Well, you know me. I'm yeah. always polite and soft-spoken. Those are questions I think everybody should be asking themselves, actually. Uh, <laughs> I think that is the question uh, of existence, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say, of your own? I don't ever ask what? that. Why am I, I don't ever thought? ask that. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. And, you know, if I had to go tomorrow, um, you know, I've done some I've done some but, things that are uh, against the grain, and I've, have, you know, I've made mistakes like everyone else. But you know, like Frank Sinatra, I did it my way, and and I've you know, but never that, really that been that, afraid. That, I've never really been afraid to speak truth about. to power, even if it caused me problems. And what I'm learning as I'm getting older, sometimes it's better just to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> they don't have to necessarily know what I'm thinking, you know. Mm, right. And it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Well, you know, I think I respect that, Mr. Beasley. And, and but see, I think in my case, I, I have a sneaking feeling this is my last trip on on, on this 3D plane. Okay, so I'm I'm interested <laughs> in, in you know, and not just uh, 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 you know making money and going through uh, you know the day to day mundane things. I'm I'm interested in some other things beyond that. And I I'm grateful that I've had a you know, I've had a decent life. I had a good job with generous motors and was able to raise my children. You know, uh was a single mother for a long time. I was married first and then divorced and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, I'm grateful about a lot of things, but I'm curious now about what is this all about and what is, you know, I'm, I'm curious about uh, things beyond just the everyday while, you know, I'm here to feel good. But, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I think we're all here for different reasons. That's why I... Like I said, I don't argue with people about what is because to me, whatever you think is, that's fine for me. Right. You know. That that's right. Um, you're you're blessed to be able to think about things like this because the majority of us, um, on whatever level we're on, 
You know, we're 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 still trying to, you know, we're still trying to do the basics, you know. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not as easy. You know, I'm independent, but I'm talking about, you know, uh food clo- food clothing and shelter. Not in that order cuz shelter is most important. Shelter. I mean, I know when things are going good when I'm when I when I'm able to uh buy baby wipes and glade plug-ins and not think about it. Yeah, I respect the fact that people are in all okay. different situations and they're trying to make it, you know, so we all have I mean, one of, one of, one of, and and also cable television. Um because when it gets tight, uh baby wipes <laughs> they go out the picture. Uh, Glade plug-ins, that's an afterthought. I mean, damn, if I buy spend $5 for those things to make the house smell nice. <laughs> so <laughs> you just have to You're open a window pragmatic. or do something. Right. Mm. Or get the dollar spray. Mm. At any rate. Um, <laughs> Better get some incense. Uh, I, 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 go ahead. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you see that picture on... on uh, uh, the news about uh, well on the internet um, uh, about that couple that uh, was uh, high and had some uh, kids in the back of the seat. Did you see them plastered yes. all over the place? You know, see, yes, I, I think that they're they're purposely putting that kind of thing out to make humanity feel like they're nothing worthless. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I thought that was so disgusting. I, did I mean, too. the fact that uh, it happened, if it's true. See, nowadays you don't even know what is. Uh, because they, you know, they changed the law in 2014. They used to be against the law to propagandize the American people, but they changed the law. They're allowed to propagandize now, so we don't know what 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 is and what isn't. Hmm, that's true. That is so true, and, and that's the scary part about it. Yeah, I, I saw that that picture, and I was like, really? You know? And, and, but you know, the other interesting thing I thought about when I saw it, though, I was like, oh. So what are you trying to say? <laughs> you know, I Humi- mean, what, what, humanity huh? is worthless. Humanity is worthless. They're justifying their police state. Uh, they're justifying their control system. Uh, you see, this is why we have to do these things. This is this mm. is the state of humanity. Mm. But I mean, but now, now I'm thinking about it. Where's the logic in what? Yeah. See, the more you think about it, the more you say, "Yeah, this seems more to be staged than anything else." Exactly, uh, I, and it's and it's yeah. to perpetuate a, a perception of humanity. Because what is it they're always talking about? AI, artificial intelligence. We're gonna upgrade humanity. <laughs> we, we're gonna hook your think. Your, the cloud is gonna do your thinking for you, and blah blah yeah. this. And we're gonna upgrade these outdated bodies. You know, humanity's too slow. We're gonna have computers and robots to come, uh, you know, to do replace. Everything, so mm-hmm. we're useless, you know, uh, according <laughs> to them. Uh, well, not all not all of us are going to be useless, but many without skills are going to be useless. Many mm-hmm. many without skills are definitely going to be useless, and you and that's something to be angry about and scary about because they are definitely finding a way to make humans uh, not necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely, uh, yes. Uh, uh, not everybody, but some, and, you know, you would want to try to be not one of them. It almost kind of makes you feel happy or being able to, uh, you know, everybody wants to be young and be, be young, but it almost makes you want to be happy, at least the three of us. And I know, Angoni, you have a couple of years on us, and Mr. Talk and I are around the same age. Um, 
that you live during the period that you live because this future does not look promising, man, for, you know. <laughs> well, I don't consider myself lucky. I That makes me very sad because I have great-grandchildren that I'm concerned about. Well, that doesn't make me feel happy at all. I, I'm thankful and grateful for the life that I have had, but my concern now is for the future because I see what they're doing to these children, man. They're doing a job. I mean, they did a job on us too, but, I mean, they're really doing an ugly job now to me. I agree. You know? yeah. And maybe they've always been doing it, but I was just blind and couldn't see because I'm a baby boomer. So, you know, they had, they, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't have to they say did a job. They did a, they did a job. They did a job on us, too. You know, I have a, people that I do business with yeah. that are, um, that are R- Russian Jews. And we start talking, and they say things about America. And, and that I know one of them is really a leftist, but he's a capitalist leftist, right? And he, hmm. he, And I said, you know what? And he's surprised that I know the name of Russian athletes that were in the Olympics 30, 40 mm. years ago. Because I used to watch mm. that stuff as a kid. I loved the Olympics, and I remember, you know, their names. He said, how do you know these people? I said, I used to watch them, and I used to hate them because they were Russian, mm-hmm. and they were right. bombing us. I said, I hated yeah. that. I said, we were raised to hate you people, That's you right. know, to hate you, that you are the enemy and that you are coming to take everything away from us and you're going to bomb us into oblivion. I said, that's how we were programmed. And I was programmed, and I would watch the Olympics. They would stage it. You know, ABC would stage it. It's the Russians against the Americans, and it's like, you know, the Cold War in athletics. And I hated mm-hmm. that dude. I hated the weightlifter, Vasily Alexeyev, and I hated Valerie Bortsov. And I hated these people. I hated all of you. You know, you were the worst. And then uh, here it is, you guys, you know, we've been, you guys are like family. I love you guys. Give me some more money. <laughs> I told him I loved him the other day. I said, I said man, I'm not going to lie, man. I love you guys. I love you more than my own family. And, you know, it, it's interesting that you bring that point up because if you look at the, um, the, the media today, the, right now, they're trying to get the Cold War propaganda stuff started all over again. You know? Yeah, they are. Yeah, so that, that's interesting that you bring it up because you're absolutely right. Back then, it was just that, you know, I cannot stand the Russians, you know. When, when the Russian basketball team beat the American basketball team, Man, everybody was up. 1972, that was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was the worst yeah. thing in the world, man. Yeah. On a Let humbug, they put time back on the clock. That was 1972, <laughs> the Munich Olympics. When yep. they, when the, that's right. When they had the... When they had the Black September allegedly kill the Israeli people, yeah, that mm-hmm. was yeah that yeah, man they were pushing buttons, man. So we've been getting programmed for a long time, but at least they wow. let boys be boys and girls be girls. Hmm. Amen to yeah. that. You know, <laughs> at least at, 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 at least no, at least you know, yeah, blue was blue was boy and pink was girl, and you used your bathroom and you know you were, you know, at least I was, you know, you were. I may have not have practiced it or continued as much as Mr. Talk, you know, is now. He's practic, you know, he's a, a, a white knight of sorts for, for protector of women, and I don't say that as an insult. That's just how you are. That's just what it is. But uh, you know, we were trained to respect women, and I was always don't hit girls, don't hit girls. I didn't know that they could hit you first, though. They didn't warn me about that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to pick up for Mr. Talk. He's a beautiful gentleman and a friend and yes he is a white knight but i tell you something else too he can get down on women sometime too now come on uh, now. women are wrong he, just just like men can be wrong 
And no, nobody, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not, and, that's and, not and, a put-down. That's and, not and, a put-down. I'm trying to say right. he's balanced. That's what I'm trying to say. He's balanced. Uh, well, they all call him a, a white from, knight. From a man's perspective, I don't think that he is, and that's not an attack. That's just who he is and whatever. Um, uh, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. I, I, Let me bring this up to Charlie. Go ahead and finish Beasley real fast. <laughs> no, I'm done. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello, Mr. Talk. Well, hello, Maze. How are you? I'm just marvelous as I am always and every day. Maze, why I sound like you underwater? Underwater? What was the way I had my phone? Go. No, I'm not underwater okay. now. No, you're not underwater now. You trying, you trying to talk? I'm trying to do what? Uh, Assistant Goni said hello. Go ahead. I'll just mess with you. Hello. Yes, sometimes uh, you have to let your friends be in the conversation and let them slide by and forget about their friends and just having talk a talk show with people and, and don't side with anybody. And that'll keep you equal. Oh, hello, Miss Magonia. Oh, how you doing and today, Nate? And Mr. Tall? Yes. So I <laughs> yes, that's what well, you take size. Maybe that's what it's meant by that. Because I don't need no uh, protector. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try not well, to take that. size unless it's something I'm really uh, feel no strongly about. And I okay. mean, that's everyone. That's that's everyone. You know, there's certain oh. things that you feel strongly about, and you're gonna stand up for that. You know, oh, I, mean, I think as a show host, though, you know, you should. Um, try and be as neutral as possible, but there are times when that's gonna, that's impossible. You oh. know, you just have to be who you are and stand up for what you believe. Hey, Maze, how you, how you been, Maze? Oh, just fine. Just going through this madness that I just, that I was born to live through until the day I closed my eyes, I guess. Um... Oh, I think that, one of it, I think one of the things that makes your show better than most, Mr. Talk, is that you don't have to dominate the conversation. You'll get it started. You do your little intro and you start it and you play the music and you allow people to talk and you're and you're as fair as possible. You know, you're as fair as possible. You'll give people a you'll give people a chance, a second chance, and a third chance. And not everybody does that. But I think the more the more popular shows, and I'm so off of BTR. I've taken my I've taken my act to YouTube with these crazy people, man, because I like the crazy stuff. <laughs> I don't. They go, you're old, you're old. I was like, yeah, I'm old, but I'm still good at this. I can cuss, talk, and clown, and play the dozens with the best of you. Mm. You know the picture that you that with? Oh. You know, and I understand that, and that's what a lot of people like. But, you know, I feel you as adults, we should be able to have a conversation Talk about issues without, you know, uh, being, you know, using a lot of profanity, calling each other out their names. That that's not achieving anything. That's not getting us anywhere. You know. So, man, come on, huh? people, 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 come on. When you talk about gen- when you talk about gender stuff, political stuff, religious stuff, people have feelings and people feel strongly, okay. and you've got conflict, and it's it's bound to be conflict. And yeah. all of us, all of us have had. Uh, uh, an emotional moment because we've been conditioned to have especially you ain't gone yet because we've been conditioned because we've been conditioned from TV to love drama 
That's why. Well, it, it, you should be you able think- to perform your opinion and give it and not get upset and go on to the next. But you should be able to tell somebody about something that you don't like that they're doing, and they just take it over a grain of salt and go on. If you're not conditioned, you would do oh, something man, like you know, there, there's certain people that will find out your information <laughs> and try to screw with your life because they don't agree with something that you say. Mm. And that's not right. But let's talk, you know, the, 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 the picture you said of going around viral with the man and the lady and the little kid in the back seat. Did yeah. you know in, in Cincinnati, Ohio, as they say, the black community, they had them nuts over there in those people's the neighborhood, and they call the police, and all they do is give them a shot in the leg, and they don't arrest them, and then they're back again two days. That's true. You know, I, I'm so glad I know nothing about what you guys are talking about. Well, I, I removed myself from lurking on social media, on Twitter. And Facebook, I'm not even looking at that stuff. I'm keeping my I don't either. It was in my face. It's true, but it's just not being reported. If you got people, hmm. 30 people are doing it one day, and the news is not making anything, like the crackheads used to walk around, if you didn't know a crackhead, you wouldn't think it was really uh, real. But you have people... Oh, I knew that was I real. Mean, I, grew up in Los, I grew up in Los Angeles, where, 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 where it started a couple of years before other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched well, the change. I, wa- I watched the change for the. I watched the. I wouldn't. Well, I guess it's positive. I watched people yeah. come from normal to the gutter, and I watched people that came from poor and the gutter to riches, and it happened in a matter of months. Mhm. Happened in a matter of months. So it's real, and you got people complaining about it. They hear the ambulance coming every two or three minutes, picking them up, putting them in the ambulance, and they come back from Kentucky every day doing the same thing over and over again. Well, I hear there's a meth epidemic going on in the United States. You know? uh, there's all kinds of epidemics. The, the, the heroin epidemic, you know, they, they they pump this Oxycontin. We're prescribing it like crazy for anything and everything, which is a high-level opiate nar- narcotic. And all of a sudden they find people are abusing it, so they pull it. And then people are hooked now. they got to get high, so they go to the street and get heroin. Mm. And they're dropping dead, and most of them are not black now. Now it's a big bad. problem, but when you, if you look at those some of those pictures, look at pictures of Harlem in in the seventies, and it's on. There's stuff on YouTube, and listen to some of the old drug dealers like Frank Lucas talk. They would have people lying, and I lived in New York as a kid too, and I would always wonder what those people would be doing, throwing up, and their eyes rolling their head. My mother wouldn't tell me. She said they're just on drugs, and drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. And then you look all around, and there says drugstore, drugstore, drugstore. I'm like, if drugs are so bad, why are they selling them in the stores? And she just had a handful with me asking questions. But um, now that the opiate problem or the addiction problem is in, uh, you know, communities other than black communities, now now it's a big, big problem. Before it was not that big of a deal. It was just these degenerate animals, and this is what they do. Well, I thought before that, I thought it was uh, cocaine was a rich man's drug. And well, then they put the, the low drugs out for the for the working people. But well, what I'm uh, saying is they're in the inner right. city. They're in the inner city with it, going over where the black people live, and that's where they are uh, giving them the shot, bringing them back. And they're in danger because they're hitting the fans and almost in their houses and all this different stuff. The zombies in there, but the media won't talk about it. And then when people yeah. do stuff like that, they don't believe it. No, it's it's real. They're dropping dead all it's throughout real. the. Uh, They're not well, in, West, in West Virginia, the huge heroin opiate problem, where a large amount of the population, the white population, is hooked and hardcore addicts, and they're not getting attention because they're poor. Yeah. And and, uh-huh. and but 
these uh, middle to upper middle class, even you know wealthy, rich families have a huge mm-hmm. problem all throughout the Northeast. Yep. In fact, yes, I, know. I live. You know what? For years, for years, uh, USC University of Southern California, which is an upper end school, it's a high end school of, of of privileged people for the most part, but it's in the hood. And and I'm talking about surrounded by a few hoods, blacks, Mexicans, everything. Um, there's been, and this is for years, it's been going on for 15 years, where these kids are coming here and getting hooked on heroin. If you remember the quarterback, Todd Marinovich, uh, that, played yeah. in, that played at SC, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's been a hardcore yeah. heroin addict. But there's been many instances of those kids dying uh, from mm. using heroin. Yeah, he, in fact, he was just in the news about um, drugs. In fact, yeah, so. Not yep. surprised. I know, right? He was a big bust in the NFL. But let me bring Pianki in. Welcome to the show, Pianki. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. I see y'all talking about drugs, huh? Well, it got you there. <laughs> yeah, they need to legalize. They need to legalize all street drugs. Legalize it. That way, you, one of the major thing that will eliminate the interaction with police who think you they're have drugs. Any, not having interaction any. with confiscation of cash. <laughs> if I got $2,000 or $10,000 in my pocket, they want to confiscate it, think I'm doing drugs. The stopping of that pre-dawn, breaking in your door, the confiscate, taking your property, your boats and your airplanes, just legalize it. Um, and have a place where a drug addict can go to a dispenser and receive a dosage, make sure that it would be assured that it's the right quality and also the right uh, quantity. They can sit down, be monitored for 15 minutes. They're paying for it. You can tax it however you want. I mean, it would create a legitimate business and get rid of a problem that people are always complaining about associated with the police. Well, Pianchi, if they did that, they wouldn't be able to keep the jails, the prisons filled up, making their money off of the prison. They wouldn't be and able then, to do that. And but nobody would be able to write a book talking about a prison to pipeline and make a lot of money neither. And everybody's right. not, going, everybody's not going to jail that's doing drugs. These are in the 60 and the 48 hours, not one of them went to jail. One died, none of them went to jail. Then they gave them the shot in the leg, bring them back, and they go back on the street. They're not going to jail like the crackheads did. They came up with a You're solution. Right. Give them a shot to keep them alive. Yeah, police can do it now. Yeah, so what do you think about that? That's Then you got them over somebody with a little knife in their hand or in a store, don't even have a pistol or a gun, they're getting shot down, but then these are taking over those, they get a shot to bring them back alive. Well, that makes look, money, doesn't it? Isn't that, isn't that commerce? Look what the drug trade has done to Mexico. Completely corrupted it. Completely corrupted it to the highest levels with heinous murders you know them find them finding a hole with 30 people with their heads cut off and their and their hands cut off is like everyday news yeah they yeah. found people on highway 55 outside of st louis with their heads cut off it had to be mm. drug related and look mm. at that poor pheasant farmers down in peru get a dollar 55 cents for a kilo of cocoa leaves they pay 400 dollars to have it processed in colombia you get some mule to bring it into the states for four thousand dollars. Then on the streets of New York, it sells for ninety thousand dollars a kilo. 
And you, well, and that's, it makes medication. You, that's a medication too. So what's that got to do with anything? You go to your doctor and get it. He prescribed it to you. You're paying a whole lot of money for it. And so let me ask you this: Is there any wonder why people jump into that business? Yeah, no, that's my point. It's commerce. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're not going to do what Pianchi said. Well, if I had my way, I would. Because here's the point: them them damn cops would be messing with me because I'm driving a Mercedes Benz or Bentley thinking I'm a drug dealer and all that crazy mess. I don't want to have that type of contact with them. Legalize the stuff. Oh, I think you're right. I think in a perfect world, you are absolutely correct. You are. Everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. All I'm saying is they're not going to ever do that because this is about profit. It's about I'll tell you profit. something else needs to be decriminalized. If we can use the argument that men don't have no business telling women what to do with their body when it comes to abortion, then why in the hell men want to tell women what to do when it comes to consensual sex, because they can put them in jail and make money off of them. That's why they get lawyers, prosecuting attorneys, courtrooms, all that stuff, make money as a revolving door. How you feeling, Beasley? I'm feeling well, and yourself? I'm pissed off every time I turn around. Something's going on. Um, that's the, that's the topic of the show. Of what you're angry about. Yeah. That's the, to- that's the topic of the show. Why don't you tell us what you're pissed off about? You'll feel better after you talk about it. Black people. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to tell you something. Some of these idiots that I see is just totally crazy, and they terrorize elderly. <clears throat> elderly blacks can't get done eating dinner and walk, take a stroll, husband and wife, without being attacked some way or another. They keep their lines well cut and manicured, and here you got some thugs running down the street having gun battles with each other. Hmm. Well, that's kind of what happens when society wow. starts to collapse and the economy is withdrawn, and then society and cultures and communities start to collapse. That's what happens. All over the place. That's right. Can't go to the movie theater. Can't kids can't go to school. They might get some new two might come through to do the same thing, but you get mad about one group of people. When should we get back everybody doing stupid stuff? No, and, and that's that's why economics is that important because you're never gonna totally avoid all of that stuff, but you know, if you're focusing and, and the focus is on, you know, improving the station of your life, you can not necessarily live around that. No, you can't. You can't take the time to uh, put investment and time and resources into a, your student, your child, then expose them to that, and they get shot in the head. Uh, even if they don't get shot in the head, your head can become infiltrated with, with the subculture, the counterculture, and the pathology, and take it from me because it happened to me as a child, as a young as a young man. And I thought, you know, I thought that I could... Um, but lie down with fleas, lie down with dogs and not get fleas, or, or walk in some <laughs> shit and not have no stink on me, you know? And I was good at avoiding it for a while, but, you know, the reality is, looking back, you know, I I, I could have, uh, I should have listened to everything my folks told me, because they was really telling me the truth. I just didn't like, I just, I just thought they didn't know nothing. <laughs> Isn't that the way it always is? <laughs> I don't know. Some people don't, some, some people get older. And resent their parents for have trying to put them on the right path, and don't take responsibility for their bad decisions. I'm not mm. that person, you know. 
I'm not that person. I'm honest enough with myself to say, damn, instead of trying to be out, run around and do whatever, uh, as a young man trying to be grown, you know, or, or mm-hmm. trying to please my peers because it's still peer pressure. It's, yep. And I'm stronger than most. It's still peer pressure, man. You got to fit in. You got to be accepted somehow by somebody, you know. It's hard to walk it all alone. And the right. stuff my parents told me was correct, man. God bless them. You know, that's the interesting thing, because even as you get older, there's still peer pressure. And I think as you get older, you learn how to deal with it a little bit better than um, when you were younger, which makes sense, I would think. For some, anyway. That's not always uh, okay. <laughs> I think you have peer pressure when you get older, unless you're still in the same spot you were when you were growing up. There's peer pressure right on these social networks that you guys are on or that, you know, we're on all the time. Oh, okay. There yeah. are. You just, no, you don't necessarily subscribe to it because you're strong and you state your opinion. And, you know, you, you don't, you, you, you're, you're one of the exceptions. But there's many others that go along in order not to be uh, considered well, a Yeah. I'm not yeah. a follower. Now, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> You're a rebel. You're a rebel. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with it. You're wrong with it. Me. That's that's why you and Pian- that's why you and Pianchi get along so well. That's why I say if because somebody sees something helpless or somebody was in a group, they blame everybody for it. But then they could be anywhere. They could be in a in a a, a wealthy neighborhood and the same thing could happen. But it doesn't matter. You want to just want to go look at one neighborhood and doing it. Like people that with money don't have problems in their neighborhood. Yeah, of course they, they do. Have them all the time, every day. But then they want to go do. look at people that don't have that much and look at them as if they're the only people that's committing crimes like that. What do you think people rob banks sitting up? Just like this, uh, the banks were stealing money. What was it? Is it Wheels? Which bank was that that they fired all these people? Wells Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. Now they sent they shouldn't have been thieving. I don't hear nobody upset about what happened there. They oh, they done took these people money, and they're stealing. All these people just stealing people money, and nobody's upset about it. Because that's, 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 that's considered, what, I guess that can be considered white crime, you know what I mean? That's oh, not a, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't go, she went to purchase her medicine and couldn't get it because there was nothing in her account to get her medicine because the thieves done took it away from her. Some little old lady. Yeah. But nobody's going to get but upset. Yeah, because you can only sensationalize that only so much compared to um, going into the neighborhood and seeing bodies laying down on the ground and the police, you know, and then you got the protesting and, you know, those that's paying protesters to come in and tear stuff up and, you know, you get more, you get more mileage out of that. So that's okay. the, that's why you don't hear much about it. You know, it's oh, the same like when they was talking, yeah, I was talking about the drug thing. You know, and, and Sister Gunn is right. You want they, they can't number one because that that'll uh, take all the the popula- most of the population out of prison. You know, then you got a problem with the state trying to keep um you know these private prisons running, and then again it comes down to economics. You know, they can't make no money off of it. Uh, and there's take, an, and there's, take, a, and there's an awful lot of money being made. There's an yeah. awful lot of resources that are spent towards everything from. Uh, interdiction of drugs to all the bureaucracy to prosecutors, public defenders, criminal defense lawyers, uh, treatment, 
look how much money those treatment centers get. Hmm. You know, that's big money. You know, you see those advertisements like to go to so-and-so in Malibu. How much do you think this stuff costs? It ain't hardly <laughs> cheap. Yeah, it ain't hardly cheap. You know all that stuff I talked about, ordering stuff online, how I'm unhappy? Why am I on here buying something right now as we speak? <laughs> you enjoying it? I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I do enjoy it, and it's a gift, but, man, I'm a junkie for this stuff, man. That's, I need to go outside that's, today. That's, that is your addiction. That's you know, no, yeah, that, it, it, yeah. Well, you don't know how to walk away? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I'm not, man, but this is not, this is a... a my niece, who's in law school, um, after working for three years, after graduating from college with honors and traveling the world, she wants a world map to put in her place that she's living. So I'm buying her a nice 36 by 24 inch world map for four dollars or five dollars and five dollars to ship it, and it's going to make her happy. So that's well worth it. Oh, you're not going to frame it. I'm sorry. Not going to frame it. Oh no, no, I'm not going to frame oh, okay. it. Yeah, you know frame. what, and, and that, that sounds like that sounds like that'll be something cheap. You know, the frame stuff costs a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that's, the hu- that's the hustle there. That's the hustle there, and, and then it's more expensive to ship, and then I have to get involved. Or I can frame mm-hmm. it on here. I'm not going to do that. If she wants to frame it, then you know she's 25 years old and she makes money, so she could frame it herself. I think I'm doing a <laughs> nice job, but of course, it wouldn't satisfy most women. Never enough. Yeah, but but, it's a lot- there's a lot of young ladies going to law school and finishing now. Uh, my goddaughter, who I spoke of, uh, is now a lawyer, um, mm-hmm. and a lawyer, and she didn't come from the best circumstances. An absentee father, who's a musician, who's a fun dude, but ain't shit when it comes to taking care of his children. And then, uh, you know, my niece, they weren't they weren't wealthy, and uh, or, or rich, you know. The, struggled to get by, but they got by, and they provided a nice mm-hmm. home, and she went to good public schools. And uh, she's just one of those, and I see it in a lot of young women, young black women. They just have this determination about themselves and this and this um, this uh, need for this, this perfectionist thing, and they take this school stuff seriously, and look what it does for their life, man. Come on. Who's the, who's to say that you don't have a daughter and she could be end up going to college and doing really well? And and really, you know, giving her chances for a, a much better life, or she could end up with tattoos on her neck with with kids by three different dudes <laughs> that are in prison. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I so I mean, it's a it's a ble- it's a blessing to me that they've turned out like this, and I've always been close to them since birth. Before I even knew they would become such, you know, academic stars. So, hmm. I know about um, about five. They asked me. They, they asked me for a little something. I find a way to give it to them. Well, I know. I know about five young ladies that's lawyers. And then there's about two guys. One went and did the wig thing. He was so into it. He did international law, and he's having fun. Oh, good for him. Now he was like 18 when he got his law degree. 18. Yeah. 18. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Wow. He was 18, 18 when he got a... No, 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 when he, oh. when he finished. When he got a law degree, he was 23. Okay. Uh-oh. That's still... That's still... Ahead of the game. Yeah. And he, yeah. Went, he went over and did the wig thing and all of that. I mean... The wig, the wig? thing? Wig. You know the wig thing that they put on over there? Oh, he was a, a barrister. 
in yeah. English courts. The wig. I thought you said the weed thing. I think everybody no, did the weed, weed thing, man. They put those weeds on. Looking right, like. right, right. He's a barrister. Mm-hmm. He's out in English courts. Yeah, he wouldn't mm-hmm. need the all that. Thing. The wig thing. <laughs> That's what I call it. Oh well, now we know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just having fun in life. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm happy is. to see, I, I'm happy to see them do well because there's so many mm-hmm. obstacles, you know. I'm really happy to yeah. see them do well, and I, and and there's others in my family that you know little that are just screw up. We got one that's 27, been in prison twice, went to private school all his life, from private school to the penitentiary, and he's just an <laughs> idiot. He got tattoos on his neck, all over the place, all on his hands. I'm like, what are you thinking about? You're gonna never get a job. Won't listen to anything that you tell him. Um. And he's a rapper. <laughs> oh, okay. He's a rapper. He's a rapper. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Everybody wants to be a rapper still. A lot of those guys already have degrees, though, believe it or not. Yes, I mean, not just, well, yeah, not just well, little regular degrees either. This might be breaking news to you guys. A lot of these aspiring rappers never get close to making it. There's of course more, not. There's, there's more. There's <laughs> more. There's more losers than winners. Mm-hmm. Right. Golden Gate Exchange. Just mm. what you wanted. World map. Continue. I even know my credit card number by heart. I entered in so much on these damn things. I got boxes wow. of stuff that I haven't opened. Well, maybe I'm turning into yeah. I got boxes of stuff that I haven't opened. I'm taking some of this stuff back today. I'm going. I'm not. I don't even need all this stuff. Forty-seven. I got new pots and pans, but the old pots and pans are fine. But they had a deal: buy one, get one free. So I bought one and sent the other one to someone else. And now I got pots and pans I don't even want. Anybody want some pots and pans? No. <laughs> They're nice pots and pans. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I think. You can go donate them. You can donate them for, for attack purposes. And when you try to write your taxes, you can write that off. Yeah, that's what I'm going to yeah, do then. I'm going to take your advice. I'd rather just get my money back, but I already gave away the other set. I know, so you can't. You're yeah, not going to get your money back. You're going to get part of it. Yeah, donate them to a veteran's shelter or something. They appreciate it. I, you know, I'll do that. I will do that. I will. I will do that. Yeah can't really give the pots and pans to homeless people. Why do they spend mm-hmm. so much time feeding homeless people when they need a place to live? They, uh, everybody's quick Everybody's quick to feed them. Hmm. Well. Well, that might be because you have to do your life in order to need a house, so you got to eat in order to stay alive, or you won't need them. Well, some places they have shelters. Well, I know there's a place here. There's actually a church here that um, gives the homeless a place to stay. Um, you know, um, gives them opportunities to do job searches, and if they have interviews, take them on the interviews and and things like that. So there's some places out there trying, trying. But you know, the homeless population in this country is just outrageous, and it, it just it, it, it's it's kind of frustrating. To see, you know, spending money on on little things like this and that, and just totally forget about the homeless people. 
You know, now uh, don't get it. Don't think some of them, like a lot of veterans out there, prefer to live away. You know, and then she comes to what, what the hint is. Some say it's a mental thing. It may be, yeah. but some of them just feel comfortable like that. But others, you know, just came up on hard times and, you know, uh, anybody need a little can hand end up there, there, man. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a few bad months from being out there. You know, let me have three <laughs> bad months in a row or get sick. You know, I'll mm. be struggling, struggling for that too. Then I return all this stuff. Mm. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. mm-hmm. You need to save yourself the money and some of that stuff you buy. You just turn around and resell it. Get your own site and sell everything that you purchased. If you addicted, you can resell it. Man, you know what it is? It's a sale. I can't refuse a sale. A bargain. Oh. You know why you're paying? That's what a lot of the, um, the Koreans do. They'll buy that stuff in bulk and then open up a shop and sell it themselves. Believe yeah. it or not. I am close to be I'm close to being able to open up a shop. I got I got man, never mind. And this is all <laughs> I've done within the past couple of months. There's boxes that are not open. I got enough stuff. Man, I'm thinking about I would give some of this to Pianchi's grandchildren. Oh Lord. <laughs> I see what California is getting rid of the outright legalized marijuana, huh? Yeah, well, I don't know what I don't know what huge difference make it. They stop nobody from smoking. It's practically legal now, you know. It is. It's practically le- it's practically legal now. As I as I try to get my vape started, <coughs> Lord have mercy, that's just good. <laughs> All right, get it together, man. Get it together. Um, I have a friend in Washington State. Uh, who's one of his sideline ventures that he would sell weed. And he's been in Washington State for a year. He said it's lovely up here. It's completely legal. He said these white people are out here growing weed in their front yard. Now, everybody grew (laughs) weed in their backyard. They called it Backyard Boogie. He said they got (laughs) big-ass trees of weed in their front yard. Can you imagine that? It's like you died and went to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He says, I said, so why? So he says, no, there's some blocks where damn near the whole neighborhood's got weed plants all on their front yard. Mm. Wow. So is it like you better be careful? <coughs> is it better you be you better be careful what you eat now, Mr. Talk? Huh? I said, now you have to be careful. You know the news lady that went and ate the weed cookie and she was all high at work? <coughs> yeah. Uh, you know something? That's a real problem, Mace. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that, no. Where in the world is that train noise coming from? Well, you know, I'm, you know I live under a bridge. But people live all over the place, so we don't know what you might hear. You might hear an airplane fly by. You live under a bridge? <laughs> I'm, well, they say I'm a troll. Where where else do trolls live? <laughs> as, smart as, you, as smart as you are, and you don't know this. Sounds like mm-hmm. this thing is running right through your living room. It's actually pretty close. It's actually pretty close. And I wouldn't really call it a living room, but it's kind of, you know, I get by. How do you put mm. up with that? You get used to it after a while. Yeah, you get used to it. get used to it after a while. You ever rattle the dishes on the table? <laughs> no, it's, no. A, it's an old building, but it shakes the building sometimes, that's for sure. 
In fact, when we had an earthquake, we had an earthquake uh, a few years ago. Um, the earthquake shook the building, and I didn't really pay much attention to it. Then they said there was a big earthquake. I was like, oh, right. The building shook, but there was no train. It's kind of fun, Pianchi. <laughs> What's life without a little adventure? They like Pianchi hugging trees. Talk, talking to them. We won't go there, though. Mm. It's all right. Pianchi's an opinionated guy. I don't see how you've aligned yourself with Sarge so I think you do it just to troll people. You know, you're a troll, too. You I like Sarge. Sarge is very intelligent. Very, intel- <laughs> very intelligent. Uh, uh, knowledgeable. Knowledgeable. Uh, he shouts a little bit too much. You know, he doesn't have to shout just to make a point. He just probably got hearing problems. And thinking problems mm. as well, but... I don't see what I don't see how you've I think you've aligned yourself with them just to anger people. <laughs> He's good at wow. <laughs> I think Who's you get a kick out of I think I I know I'm positive because I've listened and played the background for months. You know, I would still mm-hmm. check in and listen to stuff. I'm just wasn't deciding not to participate. <laughs> And you listen more, and you get to think more instead of thinking about what you want to say and, you know, how smart you want to sound or whatever the other. And you really get a chance to think about it. But you really do have a troll in your soul, Pianchi, because you say things to provoke people. And I watch you do it. I listen to you do it with Mr. Talk. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do it all the time. You're, you're, you're a mm-hmm. troll. You're a troll. So if you, want to, if you want to go to troll school and learn how to really get down, hit my PayPal, man. I'm going to make you one of the best trolls ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm talking about really good that you could flip this whole world upside down. Mm. Now see that's coming from Bishop Beasley now. Right. I, I heard that I heard the one angry Jew uh move back to Thailand. For those that What's care. What's he doing over there? Chasing okay. kids. Um Um well, wow. I, say it. It, I, I think his, that's where his child's mother is from. His child's mother, yeah, that's where that's where she's from. And I, I guess he's reuniting. I guess apparently, it's a, if if you look at some of the places where he lived there, uh, it looks like paradise. I mean, beautiful, 80, 80, 85, 80 to eighty-five degree weather year round. Beautiful beaches, uh, cheap cheap stand, cheap way of living. Yeah, until there's mm. a Yeah, well, you know, there's problems everywhere. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying that, 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 that's all I was saying. There's no utopia. No. 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 But um, other than that, man, it's good to talk to you guys. I, I do listen from time to time, and it's really different when you listen and are not talking. You get to appreciate what people have to say in their perspective more instead of just disagreeing with them, you know, and you put yourself in their shoes and you think of what they have to say, you know, and then you really realize that we all have different experiences and the way that we think and that we feel about things, we're entitled to feel that way. It's based on our experiences. And who am I to say, right, no, and who am I to say that, you know, someone's opinion and the way they see things is wrong. It's just not the way I see it, and that's okay. I agree with you, too. Everybody has a free will, and they have a right to their own perception and perspective and worldview. Uh, that's absolutely the truth. And nobody yeah, – that's it, why I consider myself 
I've said this many times. I am not my brother's keeper because I respect other people's free will. Hmm. Well, I didn't always do that, and sometimes you disagree with people, and some of the things they say you disagree with so strongly um, that it makes you not like the person. Well, that's because when you're being a troll and you're trying to intimidate people. No, not just a troll. Not just a troll. <laughs> I, I, you're, oh, I you're not a troll. No, no, you're no, no. But you're not a troll. Let, let you're not. You're, you're not. You're, you are. You are not a troll. You are not a troll. Can I finish my deep- sentence? Now, Mr. Well, Beasley, if you're being honest, you know doggone well you used to have yourself a ball on Blog Talk Radio, intimidating people and just messing with people like you just accused Pianchi of doing. And no, that's all well, I was. Yeah, saying. And, I, and, and I admit to it, but sometimes on this on this show in particular, I would really be being serious and sincere. That's one of the reasons why I like this show, where I could leave that, <laughs> for lack of a better term, fuckery alone. <clears throat> and Pianchi does have troll in his soul. Intentionally, go ahead. And that's not an attack. It's coming from me. That's not an attack on him. That's kind of like I'm just. I see you. Well, under your bishopship, I don't think Pianchi could survive in the troll sector. <laughs> that's too dangerous. It is too dangerous. Yeah, he wouldn't make it. Anymore. Uh, I don't. I don't think I can make it anymore either. I'm tired of these folks. <laughs> They're they, they are they are they are they are truly sick. I just play around and do some stuff for kicks. These people are truly crazy. Yeah, at any rate, he's back, he's back on the blog. I remember when you used to say, "I don't care about none of these people on Blog Talk." I don't care about none of these people on Blog Talk. I didn't. And and let me tell you, Mr. Talk Show ain't the only talk I, talk show I used to listen to you on. So just like you be quiet and listen, I'd be listening too. Matter of fact, oh, I used to transcribe Mr. Talk shows. Oh, oh don't do that. You're gonna get you're gonna I get said us I thrown in jail. To. You're gonna get us I thrown said in jail. I used to. No, that just, was for the purpose of my own uh, understanding different people's personalities. Okay. For. All right. But, 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 just a young sector over there, the troll sector. I, mean, I just listen sometimes. It's wild. Mm, I choose my places where I want to go and where I don't want to go. Mm. What you trying to say, mate? I'll say, what you trying to say, Maze? You been riding the troll train too? No, I just be listening. Oh, okay. oh, you and you know when it's <laughs> when it's playful and relatively harmless, you yeah. know, it can be kind of funny, man, because people yeah. really do get excited about stuff. Hmm, that is true. People get people really get excited about stuff that's really not that important. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them just get to be like, like, wow. <laughs> like really? <laughs> well, 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 yeah. You don't have to participate because you listen to people talk sometimes. You can just observe and listen and and see what you're getting out of it, and then you give your opinion on it. But over there, nope, I would not go. Where's where this? Mm. We slap it on and all of them. Oh, you know about that stuff? <laughs> I told you I'm everywhere, but I'm quiet sometimes. Mm. You know, I didn't, I wouldn't even have thought, I wouldn't have even imagined you even knowing who Slapadon was. Uh huh. <laughs> I hear <him> enough. <laughs> See, but, uh, you know what's funny? Right. See, I I took a long break, and uh-huh. some of the people that I used to co- collaborate with behind the scenes, <laughs> they've now become major figures. Mhm. That's what you're trying to do with Bianca. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. He got he got it in him. <laughs> 
He needs to have his own show and do his own thing. No, I don't have time for that. And so you got time to be on here all the time. You like doing and this, and you. And I'm you only on certain times. He be up at four o'clock and five o'clock in the morning talking. Why don't he have time for his own show? He's so busy trying to. Yeah, be but see what I'm doing. I'm doing multitasking like I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Too. Everybody do that. No, not everybody. Well, and and then my, and then my dear friend Mike Alfags, he's on TRS every single night. Doesn't miss a day. So I, I snuck on the show and I gave him a challenge. You know, I challenge you to produce a woman on the in the house with you, and I'll donate two hundred fifty dollars to Tyrone if you could do it. And he wouldn't take me up on it. He could have found any woman. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Well, it's time for your last words of the day. <laughs> Maze, you're up first. <laughs> well, it was a talk. Well, it was nice today to him to chat. Oh, jokes, huh? Oh, I thought Mr. Callahan was gone. No, I'm not going nowhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought you let him be like JD sometime. Say what? I thought you let him do like Joe do sometimes. And Joe take over the show oh. and start talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But since he, since he just started, you go ahead, Mays. You up first. <laughs> since he done said it already. It's good to have laughter sometimes. As long as you're not a follower and you can lead, you don't have to follow him. Nobody nowhere. You can always be on your own path and do it your way. Hmm. Have a good day. That makes sense. You too. <laughs> I like that. All right. Pianki, you up. You going to be on this Friday? Yes, I am. How come you're not on Lord on Wednesdays? Because I don't want to be. Well, I'm going to see if I can do something about that. Anyway, okay, you have a good go- day. All right. You too. <laughs> How you going to make me be on at a certain time? Really? Oh, Lord have mercy. All right, Mr. Beasley. Bishop, sir. Uh-oh. I, 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 I said enough. I said enough. I've enjoyed your guys. I've enjoyed interacting with you guys. We've known each other for um, years now, you know, at least, at least two yeah. years. Some of us going on three, and some of you go even further back with that. And, I've, you know, I, I enjoy interacting with you guys on this show. And I don't. And I haven't called any of the other ones except to uh, maybe disrupt a little bit. And I'm. And I don't do that here. And uh, wish y'all well. Have a wonderful day. Stay positive. Try to think good thoughts. Try to think good no, thoughts and good things that come. Try to think good thoughts and good things that come your way. All right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, Sister and Goldie. <laughs> hey, Mister Talk. It was nice chatting with everybody. Enjoyed the show. And uh, see you Friday. All right, and I'll be here, hopefully. All righty. You have a good day. You too. All right, y'all. Hey, it was fun, I tell you. And Maze had a good point. Sometimes you just have to get away from all that serious stuff and just have a day where you just laugh and joke around and just talk about whatever. You know, today, if you was pissed off about something, today was your day to let it all out. And, uh I enjoyed it. I want to thank everybody that participated. You know, it's interesting, though. It is, you know, when you have days like this, 
it, it seems as though um, nobody wants to participate, what have you. But you know, when you you got you full of got some worth drama, you know you can't get enough people. So hey, I'm happy with today, and uh, we're gonna have to do more shows shows like this, you know, because. In in, in the scheme of things, sometimes it's just not that serious. (laughs) It's just not that serious. All right. So it's been fun, man. I want to thank East Coast, the Boo One, Pianki, and Guest 959 in the chat room. I thank y'all for showing up and hanging out with me. Um, That's all I got to say. Uh, just remember, I'll be here Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. Uh, remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest and best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You laugh at yourself, everything is a gravy. All right, so we're going to take y'all out of here with some Keith Frank uh, featuring Little Boosie and Haters, some Zydeco. See what y'all know about that. All right, see y'all Friday, man. Y'all have a great week. I'm out.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.